Jamie Little. Been coming to the Freak Nation a few times over here. Her career being a broadcaster, a pit reporter, and, and a mom. Jamie Little had uh, some news come down a couple of weeks ago. We know Jamie Little from all of her pit reporting with NASCAR, of course, back in the day with Supercross and IndyCar in there. But now Jamie Little will be doing the play-by-play announcing, the race announcing for the National Series, the ARCA Series. She joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And, Jamie, 20 years we've been doing Speed Freaks, and I think we've had this conversation before how you've been somewhat of a trailblazer along with my co-host, Crash Gladys, and it's still crazy to me the fact that we're continuing to talk about women being trailblazers in 2020. Yeah, thanks for having me, you guys. It, it is kind of crazy to to think that. You know, it's just not something that's really been on my radar, that whole, like, trailblazing thing. You know, I'll do something here and there, and, you know, people want to ask me about it, and I, you know, being the first to do it. But, you know, I never really sat back and realized, like, man, I feel like maybe racing is a little behind the other sports and what they've done with women and the positions that women have taken um, so now that this has come about with the whole play-by-play thing, I've been hearing about it a whole lot more the last couple of weeks, and it's pretty darn cool if you ask me. I mean, it is about time, but I'm also a firm believer that you can't put somebody in a position just to have that face in there, whether it's a female or minority, whatever it may be. You need to put the best person for the job there. So I've always been a believer in that, and um, if that's me for this role, I am honored, and I'm so excited to get started ready for Daytona to start tomorrow. <laughs> it's exciting. Jamie Little is joining us in the Speed Freaks pits on a Sunday night. Jamie, how this happened? Did Fox come to you? Did ARCA come to you and suggest that you be involved in what they are doing? How did all this happen? Yeah, it's funny. Um, somebody called me out of the blue and they said, you know, I'm seeing women in, in NFL doing play-by-play. You need to be the woman that does play-by-play in racing. You're just the one. And I was like, what? That's crazy. You know, I, of course it's been on my radar. I had a chance to do a couple of practice sessions for the Xfinity series a couple of years ago. And I honestly liked it a lot more than I even thought. I just, I never thought that that was a job that I would really want because I love being in the middle of the action. And um, I really liked it. I liked just kind of, it was a different kind of skill set, and it was a great challenge. So when this person called me, I, I thought, well, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to let my boss know. I mean, it's 2020, right? <laughs> Let's do anything and everything. Now is the time to, for change. Now is the time to try new things. So I called my boss at Fox Sports in L.A. and said, hey, I, I'd really like to be on your radar to do play-by-play. And obviously that's a role that, is, you know, every series is filled. Well, he called me a week later and said, you know what, we, uh, we had a call with the ARCA series and with NASCAR, and we presented the idea of you doing a few races. And uh, we just said, what the heck, what do you think of you being the voice of all of them? All, they broadcast eight of them. And I said, oh, my gosh, yes, that sounds <laughs> awesome. So that's how it happened. It literally happened within two weeks, maybe a little less. Oh, my gosh. But again, had you not placed that phone call, and I want that to be a lesson to not just young girls out there, but young kids in general. If you want something, you've got to put the effort out there and go pursue it. Yes, Crasher. Exactly. That is what I've been saying to people, that I've always been that way. If I want something, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to let you know that that's my intention. I'd Mm -hmm. like to do this. Because you know what my boss said when we first talked about it, when he said, congratulations, I got the job, he said, if you wouldn't have called me, I wouldn't have known because I'm not Boom. a mind reader. So <laughs> you have to put it on the radar. And that's something that Rusty Wallace taught me back in, gosh, 2006 when we worked together. 
He's like, hey, Jamie, are you coming on board with NASCAR with all of us? I mean, I'm sure you are, right? I said, Rustin, as of now, I'm not. And I said, everybody is calling our bosses right now saying that they want to be part of that team. I said, I just don't want to be another voice, you know, in the background. He said, Jamie, let me tell you something. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. They're not going to know you want it if you don't speak up. And that taught me a very valuable lesson, and it has not steered me wrong. Jamie Little joining us in Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. And what was it, the, I guess, the jump from two wheels to four wheels? What was it that created that opportunity? Maybe not opportunity, but made you change your mind? Because I still think of Jamie Little and Supercross. I will never forget that face down there on the dirt. <laughs> I love that. I know it was so long ago. And thankfully, when I started with Fox in 2015, they put me on some Supercross races, and I got yes. to host and go back and see all my old buddies. God, that was so much fun because that really is, that's the root, the core of everything that I am. And I wouldn't be a broadcaster if it wasn't for my love and passion for Supercross because I found my, my career because of it. Um, but when I made that, that switch over, so I was covering Supercross and motocross at the time, and ESPN had me doing X Games. And then um, they came to me at the Winter X Games, which was like a month and a half before this test for IndyCar. And my boss gets on my headset when I'm on the air, and he's like, hey, come to my office when, when you get off the air. And I'm like, oh, God, that's usually oh, no. not good. <laughs> so I show up. He's like, what do you know about, you know, auto racing? And I said, I don't know a whole lot, but it can't be that much different. It's racing mentality. You know, I'll figure it out. He said, well, we'd like to put you on the IndyCar series. So two weeks later, I was at a test. And then six weeks later, I was calling my first pit stop. Uh-huh. Um, in homestead about to lose my mind (laughs) so it was just kind of like jump right in but i i would not change it for the world the steps that i was able to take were the perfect steps i didn't go straight from supercross to nascar i don't think i would have would have been as successful it's just been a gradual change and just like now i mean i've been doing this almost 20 years and i'm finally getting the opportunity to do play-by-play and and i'm ready for it you know i don't know if i would have been ready eight ten years ago well, it's, it's like another lesson here because you, you making the move, making, I guess we'll call them lateral moves, into something different. Right. It's constant research. And if anybody is following you on social media, they better be because it's cool to see some of your photos that you put up of the hard work behind the scenes that you have done, which yeah. has put you, it elevated you to where you are today. Absolutely. The advice I always give younger kids that are, you know, aspiring to be journalists and cover racing is, Outwork the next person and treat everybody the same. And it doesn't matter on your way up. You treat people the same because it all comes back around. As you guys know, racing is a small world. Oh, yeah. and you'll never, you can't believe the faces that you end up seeing and running into years and years later. And I think that's really what, you know, paved the way for me and kept me here as long as I have, because I treat people nice. I'm a good person and I outwork the most, you know, most of them. I work hard at my job. You guys should see my desk right now. I am in ARCA overload right now. I have my first um, rehearsal, full-blown Zoom rehearsal tomorrow already with all of my bosses from Fox and my coworker, um, my co-host is is um, Phil Parsons. We're all going to be doing it. So I literally have 15 pages of different ARCA notes on my desk right now. <laughs> Jamie Little is making the news, calling the races for ARCA. She'll be looking at cars running on those general tires. Jamie, 2020 has been a wave of change throughout the culture, especially in NASCAR with all the Daryl Wallace stuff going on. Do you think that NASCAR would have been as open to you calling the races 
for ARCA if these changes haven't been sweeping through America lately? I don't know. I, I would like to think that they would have. Um, you know, would I have been as ballsy and ready to say, hey, this is what I want to do? I don't know. I mean, this has just been such a crazy and different year that's also had a lot of amazing benefits and um, things that we've learned. And I, this is this is a product of that, right? I mean, it's just we realize that we can do anything. If we could broadcast races through this pan- pandemic and be there were times that I was the only pit reporter covering the entire Cup Series race. There were a few times I drove to the racetrack, covered the entire race, and then went home. It was the most bizarre thing we had ever been through. And I haven't seen any of my coworkers, you know, since March. And I think that just kind of gave me, I, I guess, that confidence that, you know what, that's a great idea. This is what I'm going to go for. I want to go for play-by-play, and now is the perfect time. People are open to change. They, um, they, they're loose. I think that NASCAR is in a place that they are open to change. There is new structure, too. As you guys know, there's new faces in different places at NASCAR. What they've done this year, I just commend them. I am so in awe of what they were able to accomplish this year by getting every single race in, doing it as safely as they did. And we crowned a champion that is a full champion. He did it without qualifying in practice, too, for the most part. (laughs) Jamie Little is in the Speed Freaks pits. She's the first woman in most motorsports pits. She's the first woman reporting on the Indianapolis 500, Daytona 500. She's busted through a lot of glass ceilings that have kept women from doing what she's doing now. Jamie, people must be coming to you to find out how you did all these things, how you opened doors for people to come along behind you. Yeah, it's been just the last couple of weeks, to be honest. It's It's been amazing how many interviews I've done. And, and I'm not talking just, you know, Forbes magazine did a whole write-up, which was mind-blowing to me. I'm like, really? But that makes you realize that this is a role, this is a big opportunity for women. And there's going to be eyes on the outside looking in, like what Bubba has done this year. He's brought so many new eyes to our sport to watch and check it out and see what it's all about. So there's a responsibility with that. This isn't just my job and my career. There's a responsibility of all these new eyeballs watching, and that's who I want to perform for. That's who I want to prove to them that anything is possible, whether you're male or female. But these roles now are open to anyone and everyone. And, um, yeah, it's it's been really interesting. I've even had some college kids reach out to my agent and say, hey, I'd love to interview her. And I've done a couple of those this week. I mean, I don't care if you want to, if you are able to look up my agent and you want to talk to me that bad and learn about my craft and how to get involved, I am there to listen and to help you. And and I firmly believe in that. Jamie Little joining us in, on Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. I love this story. I mean, just everything you're saying is is absolutely incredible. And, and this can just... It still has endless possibilities in the future. Let's talk a little bit, though, about the NASCAR season. Let's wrap up a little bit about what we all saw and witnessed because Kenny touched on it. It was a crazy year with the pandemic. But I feel like NASCAR really grew this year, not just because of the challenges that they had to face, but I just feel like they are so much more of an open-minded series now. They're, they just... I feel like there's there's just so much positivity in NASCAR, especially with Chase Elliott as the champion, merchandise sales soaring the very next day. What do you see as a future for NASCAR? Maybe not as rosy as the way as what I'm painting it to be, but what do you see where NASCAR is going? I'm with you. I mean, I really feel like NASCAR is in a great place right now. The best place that we've been in I don't know how many years and 
It's the momentum. It's the openness. It's everything that you said. I mean, these are unprecedented times for NASCAR. And NASCAR is always, they've had that reputation of being stuck in their ways and true to their ways, and they're not changing. And they can't do that anymore. Nobody can do that anymore. You have to be open to change. And they were this year. And they came to the forefront. And they opened and embraced everybody. They took chances. They did things that may have pissed off a lot of their fan base, their core fan base, and that was the Confederate flag. But look at how many people it brought into this sport that suddenly said, I didn't feel welcome here, but all of a sudden I realized this is the changing of the guard for NASCAR, and I want to be a fan now. I feel okay to watch and talk to people and go to races now. So I think that everything they've done this year has all been for the good, and I know it hasn't all been rosy on the way up for them, but I feel like there's new sponsors coming in now, Maybe sponsors talking to Brad Doherty. I interviewed him a, a couple of months ago now. And he said, I mean, there, there was like no talk with certain sponsors that he would bring to the table because <clears throat> they didn't feel like NASCAR was a place for them. Oh, but wow. what Bubba has done now, what NASCAR is doing, Michael Jordan getting involved, new teams, new opportunity, a new car coming in 2022. I just really feel like we're in a good place. Where do you think McDonald's will end up? There's talk that McDonald's will come back with Chip Ganassi racing, but why not Bubba Wallace and Michael Jordan? Absolutely. I think that they have a really good opportunity. We've seen them with two different teams before, so I don't, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be in two places, um, you know, two different teams. We've seen that with a lot of sponsorships. So I don't know. There's, I, I feel like this is a really good place for them and what a great opportunity for them to get involved with Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace. I mean, to see what they're going to do. I can't wait. I know there's a lot of pressure on them. Every time I feel like I have pressure on me doing play-by-play <laughs> at ARCA, um, at Daytona, I feel like, oh, my gosh, to be Bubba or these guys going out there on a limb with a new team. There's a lot of pressure. But, man, I just can't wait for Daytona. There is going to be so much newness, new faces in different places and, and old faces in new places. So it's going to be exciting. We've been working with the ARCA series for the last couple of years with our relationship with General Tire, and I can't say, say it enough, Jamie, that these young men and women who come on our show are absolutely fantastic. In fact, yes. there are times when we just say, you know what? Let's just leave the cup guys off the air. Let's get these ARCA winners on here because they just, they're so genuine and they're not, they're not influenced yet. Right. Don't you love them like that? I love when they haven't had that media training up the wazoo (laughs) where they can actually be themselves. And they're so pure. Mm. I always call them core athletes, you know, where they speak their mind. They've worked so hard to get to this point. And like Daytona, for these ARCA drivers to be at that racetrack is such a huge deal for them. And, And they're so appreciative. And it's so hard to win these races. I mean, you have such a mixed bag when it comes to the ARCA races. But um, you're right. I just can't wait. There's a test in January down in Daytona. So I'm going to go down there and spend all the time I can with those drivers because I can't wait. I mean, there's young kids and then you've got the lifers in there. They've been there for, you know, 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Self, we're talking about you, Michael. That's so true. (laughs) Yes. Hey, Jamie, we are very proud of what you're doing. I know we stand in line when we say that, but it's it's awesome. Uh, what you continue to do and continue to surprise people with your career advancement. It's just, it's absolute badassery what you're doing. Well, thank you. My husband laughs because I, you know, when I first signed with Fox, I said, all right, my contract runs out when I'm 40. So that's probably going to be it. They're not going to want me. You know, there's so many up and coming great 
announcers and male, female, whatever. And then I got my next contract and I'm like, well, that's probably going to be it. And then I get this opportunity. I'm like, well, hell, maybe I'm going to be there till I'm like 55, whatever. I'll be here until they tell me I'm not wanted anymore. Bam. Bam. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Jamie, good luck to you. We will see you sometime down the road uh, for the 2021 season. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. It's been too long. See you, Jamie. See awesome. you guys. Awesome.